designed with women in mind as we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go. Good morning, Lindsay. We're just celebrated or are still celebrating Thanksgiving. I hope all of you had lots of turkey and fun. What did you do, Todd, with Todd and Hannah? Do what y'all do for Thanksgiving this year? Oh gosh, well, this is Todd's favorite holiday uh, to celebrate. So he fries the turkey and watches college football. Um, I'm basically busy planning um, and planning for Christmas already. So my mom and I go Black Friday shopping. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> she is all about the coupons or whatever sales we're gonna get. And um, and if we're going out, we used to go out to all of the shopping um, sprees early in the morning. And now you can go online and just go yeah. at it right then and there. But um, but yes, that's usually what I do during Thanksgiving around the Thanksgiving holidays. Yeah, you can go broke with all the sales, right? <laughs> Sometimes. How about you? Yeah, we do that. So I used to do that with my daughter, but we're not always, we don't always do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, we um, would go to places and, you know, they would have certain times that you could do things. Like if you found something, then you couldn't pick it up. You couldn't buy it till six o'clock at night. And we're like, yes. what? It's a, <laughs> Anyway, that was kind of interesting, but we did do that. But there are traditional things that we do, like meals, you know, traditional meals, the turkey, the, you know, stuffing and all those things. And then I'll have all these things. And like one of my sons will say, well, where's so-and-so? And I'm like, with all that, you're asking for something else. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving is uh, much more than food and football and traveling and all that's um, involved in that. It's time to connect with family and reflect on our gratitude. Right. So what is the definition of gratitude? Gosh, you know, um, gratitude is a quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Is Thanksgiving definition different? Uh, gratitude, thankfulness, and gratefulness come from a Latin word called gratis, which means pleasing or thankful. 
it um, is regarded as a feeling of appreciation by a recipient of a, or another's kindness, gifts, help, favors, or other forms of generosity to the giver of the gift. So gratitude in the biblical sense refers to the ability to show thanks for things. So I think they kind of go hand in hand. Um, you have um, things that you're grateful for, and it's an attitude that helps us grow closer to God by recognizing all that he has done for us and who he has purposed us to be. And it makes it easier to focus on the positive, I think. Mm-hmm. So a grateful heart, or it's a greater awareness of the good things, even in the midst of the bad. So um, let's see if we can back that up. Thessalonians 5, 1 through 18 says, Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, while people are saying, peace and safety. Destruction will come to them suddenly as labor pains a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then... Let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that, whether we are asleep or awake, We may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. And the final instruction is this. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in highest regard and hope because of their work. Live in peace with each other, and we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. These are the three verses that I want us to concentrate on today. Rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So it's not always easy to rejoice always, is it, Lindsay? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's not. But uh, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, But if if we're going through a struggle and we're suffering um, in life, how can we always rejoice? How can we be rejoicing? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've gosh, feeling like um, I've done through this um, before with uh, my brother passing um, and during the holiday season and so forth too. Rejoicing um, sounds like the opposite of hurt and pain and suffering, but if we're called to rejoice always, we know we are going to go through trials and tribulations in our life. Um, maybe our listeners are going through one right now, um, spending our first Thanksgiving with um, without a loved one. So I tend to remind myself um, in these instances of all the good that has happened, what God has done in the past, 
what he is doing, even when we can't see it right now, and what we will do and what he will do in the future for us as his chosen people. And um, I found a quote just uh, recently um, about um, Thanksgiving from David Jeremiah. And he states in one of his blogs, uh, we need to ponder the Lord's nearness and cultivate a sense of his presence daily. So just to be near to him, knowing that he is near. Right. And I think Thanksgiving is a great time for us to think about these things because I I have a tendency to think about things and I want my first response to be rejoice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not always. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the holidays, both in Thanksgiving, Christmas, and we forget what we're really there for. And in Thanksgiving and when we're rejoicing in things, when we start to complain, then we lose the joy, right? Mm -hmm. So we start complaining about things that are happening and maybe even have like a little pity party or, you know, we're in self-pity because we're all in the, we're the ones working in the kitchen and everybody else is enjoying (laughs) everything else. And it's kind of a Martha and Mary situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the thing about a pity party is that you're by yourself and no one else comes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not very much fun. But um, if we are grateful for people and we're grateful for the things that are going on in our life, and most importantly, grateful for what God is doing Mm. because anything as a believer, anything that is happening in our life, if we respond to him correctly, then we're growing in him. So if we're grateful for people, then we're rejoicing in him. And um, so one way to do it is uh, to do what verse 17 says, to pray continually. Mm. Now, if I'm going down the road and I think I have to close my eyes (laughs) to pray, (laughs) that is a really misunderstood Um, term I think people say well how do you pray continually and it's not it is the voicing prayer to God but it's more of an attitude um, of the heart so um, and it trips us up sometimes because we we don't think about it the way um, we we can be in an attitude of prayer when we're studying if you're studying Mm -hmm. for a test if you're in school we can be in an attitude of prayer when we're driving. Um, and I think a lot of times I'll see something that's happening, you know, on the side of the road or someone in just voice a prayer real quickly for that person or whatever's going on. Cause I don't really know that. But, um, what this verse, um, means is that we, we do stay in an attitude of prayer so that we can pray with a clean heart and a clean attitude. Um, for instance, um, if you're in a right relationship with God, uh, and you're praying every morning or all throughout the day. Um, but the one verse that I pray every morning, um, or try to pray every morning, and I'm sure I miss, so I'm not going to say every single morning. That's like <laughs> saying, you always do that. When you know somebody doesn't always do that, they might do it a lot. <laughs> it's not always, but uh, Psalms 5110. Mm. Um, God created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And so when we do those things, then we have a heart of attitude um, of gratitude, a heart attitude of gratitude. That rhymes. I'm I like that. <laughs> okay. That might be something we can tag sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, as you go in life um, in your daily routine, um, pray for the person 
you see on the side of the road or in the mall or wherever they are and you feel like, I think sometimes God will place something into our heart that we need to pray about that maybe we hadn't even thought about. But if our mind is focused on gratitude and on him, then he gives us those things and we will see them. So pray without ceasing or continuing continually will develop a grateful heart. Yeah, that's right, Pam. You know, um, I go back to the same thing about being grateful and just knowing that the Lord is always with us. So why are we always thinking he's so far away? Uh, if, if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit is, is in us. Exactly. And um, we need to pray with that mindset that he is near and um, he's with us all the time. So invite him into set the tone for our day. Um, ask him to allow us into his perspective to come alongside us in our pain and sorrow and um, whatever he has for, the, for our day um, yeah. to bring us that peace and that hope um, and to reflect that with others. So. Yeah, well, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, we will have suffering and it always talks about how God is always with us in that. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we forget that we do have that Holy Spirit there available readily, and He's there, but we got to tap into it, and we've got to allow Him to do the work in us, and um, sometimes we don't allow that, so I think we miss out on a lot of things, and and He talks about all the time about, um, in His Word, about how the struggles make us stronger, but they only do that when we're grateful for what we're going through. And yeah. and it's really hard sometimes to be grateful for the struggle. But if we look at it from a perspective, it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's mm-hmm. about how we look at those things. If we look at that through the lens of what the Spirit gives us, then we're going to be grateful because we see him working in our life. Right. And we want him to work in our life, or we say that we do, but when he starts working, we don't like the way he's working. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's working on us, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to be working on somebody else. Right. You know? It's like, it's the person next to me that needs to hear this. Not right. me, but I think there's always things that we can pick up on, and we don't want to miss those things. And I think one of the things that I... Um, am concerned most about in life is that I will miss something that God intended for me. Mm. And if I miss what God intended for me, nobody else is going to give it to me. And I don't want to miss anything that he has in my life, even if it's the difficult times. And I know you and I both and the people that are listening, the women out there that are listening to this, we all go through excruciating painful times because of the world that we live in but we all have the hope that is in Christ so if we have the hope that is in him then we can see him in those things and become grateful and have a grateful heart and even though it's painful it is um how do you how would it let's see how to put this um I'm grateful for the pain when I can see that it makes the change in my heart and my life and in my mind that God wants to be made. Mm -hmm. Because when it says create a right spirit within me, that means being right with him so that we can hear what he's saying 
and the spirit. There's two different spirits. I know. Right. <laughs> and many times I feel like the the darker spirit wins over. And I think it's more than the little cliche, the angel and the devil on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like that. Um, but at the same time, when our hearts are in tune, then we have, it changes our attitude. It yeah. changes our thought patterns. It changes the way we do. And I think we talked about like way back in the, maybe the very beginning of our podcasts that um, what we believe will dictate how we behave or what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, So in our belief system, if we believe that um, God's true, truthful, and he gives us these promises and we receive those promises and we take those and we're grateful for them and we have an attitude of gratefulness, then and only then will we see him do the work that he wants us to do through the situation that's happening. Yes, that is so good. That's so good. Now, verse 18, uh, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do you want to give us a little bit of um, your thoughts there? Well, you know, that's pretty straightforward, isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> Y'all just take and do what you want to. No, I'm just kidding. But it, it, I mean, he does say, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Are we in Christ Jesus? Then it's God's will that we give thanks in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. So if we're not giving thanks in all circumstances, then, hmm. Even the ones that I don't like, mm-hmm. those that are hard, the ones that are are gut-wrenching, the ones we don't understand, um, all of those are the ones (laughs) that he's talking about. And um, there are a lot of times that I do not understand what God's doing. Um, He's working in ways, and I know that he is. I know that in in all those situations, he's always working. But it's not what we thought, right? It's not how we thought it would happen. And we kind of thought it would happen quickly. And now it's taking years and years and years. And sometimes we get those answers later on in life or or maybe we won't. Sometimes we'll never see them. Right. But we also know then Mm -hmm. that he's still working because we trust him because of his promises. So um, suppose our life is, this is just maybe a little example that'll make it clear. I don't know if it will or not. I make it muddy or just let me know. <laughs> um, suppose our life's like two train tracks running parallel and the train's already moving. And along the way, there are problems and difficulties that make, make us feel we can't keep going. But running parallel with you is gratitude. And we can't jump track and we can't U-turn, but we can merge the two tracks and realize that there can be both pain and joy, sorrow and gratitude, all in the same boxcar called life. Mm. Um, So it's kind of like we're running, they're running there. We're just not always in the right place. So, but when those tracks on a train track merge together, and then we are seeing those things, and we are living out the gratitude together with the sorrow and the the um, pain and the joy are together. Mm-hmm. Did that? Did the track change? Did the train change directions? No, but our heart does. 
Um, so um, in John's gospel, he tells us that in this world, we will have trouble. It's not a question mark. It's an explanation point. <laughs> That's in John sixteen thirty three. <clears throat> it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So God's the engineer. He is operating the train's engine. So whatever your boxcars are filled with in your life, let him pull it. And and then we need to be the caboose, right? That's right. (laughs) We're coming into the backside, and we are allowing God to lead us. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to be on a different track from God. We want to be running with him. Um, You know, I... It's all about the heart posture and really getting on hit on on board with his story. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think we all try to pull our own weight and our own story, thinking that we have it all together. Um, and we've talked about this time and time and time and over again. But it is very important to remember that once we change our perspective and get on his page, then it's so much better. Right. And, and I want to end with this today. Um, and it's kind of a funny thing, but at the end, you'll see where I'm going with it. But the great theologian Forrest Gump (laughs) has the right idea. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I would add that this life is often full of the unexpected, but there is always something sweet about chocolate, and there Mm. is always something sweet about resting in Jesus. And in his work in our lives. Amen. There is sweetness, goodness, and that's our comfort food. Mm. So join us next week, and we look forward to, to talking with you then. And we're coming up on Christmas, so an exciting time. Woo-hoo. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How, does, how can my identity be in Christ and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.